Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It's 106 in Edmonton, hour number two, Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer and Brendan S. Scott with you, working out of the home office today. Brendan's at the 6.30 Chad Studios. Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain and challenging times. Hugh Porter and the staff at Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Uh, right around 122, 123, we'll get back into our uh, Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. And uh, we will tell you, that will also have the orders now injury report for James H. Brown in this next half-hour block as well. To the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, we welcome back to the show from the Cult of Hockey, David Staples. Hello, David. How are you doing? Hey, Bob. I'm doing well. How are you? Good. On top of the Cult of Hockey and being a feature writer for the Edmonton Journal for the last two-plus decades, you're also the COVID man for Post Media here in town. Um, are you concerned at all as to sort of, you know, what's occurred in uh, Edmonton, like from the 10th to the 21st, 7,395, 108, 132, 155, 212, 236 positive cases over the last 12 days. Is that a you know, the, the whole goal from the very start of this was uh, flatten the curves. So you don't overwhelm your hospital system. Yeah. And um, protect the vulnerable. And as far as I can tell, we're doing, uh, we're doing, uh, we've done an excellent job of flattening the curve and uh, continue, you know, we're, it's, it's going up. So you got to be, you got to be worried about that. But we're also protecting the vulnerable really well and we're not o- overwhelming the hospital system at all. So, uh, you know, I can see why everyone's anxious, and this is a you know a dread disease that has a huge impact on some people. But I'm not. Uh, we're still do, we're still getting the job done. So um, I think that's that's my main takeaway from it. Well, just to put things in perspective, May 1st to May 15th, um, there wasn't one day where there was over a thousand tests done on people in Edmonton. So I, I think the most we had in one day was nine positive tests. But again, there wasn't more than a thousand most days it was around 600 to 700 tests in the day uh so may 10th uh 
2,800. Then we had the weekend, and then we had 7,700 over a three-day stretch uh, that was reported. You know, 1,500, 1,500, 2,000, 1,600, 5,000, again, over the weekend stretch, and then 2,000. So the, the point that I, I'm making is, yes, the numbers have gone up, but so, too, has the testing numbers gone up as well. And there there is a degree of uh, – there's a certain percentage of alarmists out there, David. You know that. Uh, there's very few – percentage of people that would actually use the situation with covid to their own personal gain like most people are incredibly giving and sharing at, at this sort of time so but it does remain and it ties into hockey because obviously edmonton's a hub city as well and we're you know how, do you what sort of feedback do you get on twitter from people saying well i don't want the players here because they're coming from the states you get a lot of that you hear that now and then but i think uh Let's face it, the results that the NHL got uh, in this latest round of testing, where there was just two players, I believe, but of all the people tested, yep. that's got to be super encouraging. I mean, when, when there was a ton of uh, positive results, I think there was 20-something in the first go-around about a month ago when the players came back. There was a lot of people very alarmed then and thinking it was going to get worse. But at the time, I thought the, the NHL would learn from that, and the players would learn from that. They would get more serious. They would figure out how to stay safe. And the good news is that looks like it's happened, Bob, with just the two positive cases. So I'm not, I mean, that's that's infinitesimal. Um, they've tested every player. They're out and about in the United States. It looks like they're on top of it. And, and by the time they get here, it's, I don't think there's going to be anyone. Po- I don't think you can come if you're positive. You can't even show up if right. you have a positive test. So it means you'll have to get it when you're in the bubble in Edmonton. It's just almost like zero risk. It's it's hard to say zero, like an absolute no risk at all to Edmonton from this, but that's pretty much what it amounts to. Uh, well, again, we've got other societal issues taking place every day. My heart goes out to those people that have been affected. Uh, you know, I had family members challenged with mental health issues, and, and are, thankfully our attitude towards that sort of stuff has completely moved over the last couple of days and, or a couple of uh, uh, decades, and we're far more sympathetic to those sort of scenarios because there's lots of things with addictions and mental health that are... Uh, Unfortunately, uh, consistent themes have got to get addressed as well. All right, that's switch focus. We've talked a lot about the Hart Trophy. The three nominees came out yesterday, the same three gentlemen that were in the mix to be the Lindsay Award winners. Uh, the Edmonton winners, Leon Dreisaitl, along with Nate McKinnon from the Colorado Avalanche and Artemi Panarin from the New York Rangers. David Staples, should Connor McDavid have been in the final three? Yeah, I think you can make a good case that Connor McDavid should have been. I mean, he, his point total was second in the NHL. His point-per-game total, Bob, is one of the best point-per-game totals we've seen in the last two decades in the NHL. It's in the top ten, I believe. So he had an amazing season, and he's just been overlooked because, in the end, Leon Dreisaitl overshadowed him. And you know the funny thing? Uh, in mid-February, so just a month before the season was going to end, three different odds makers, betting sites, put out the odds for MVP um, award winners, like who's going to win the MVP award in the NHL. And not one of them even listed. You couldn't even place a bet on Leon, Leon Dreisettle. He wasn't in the top 10 for any of those different uh, betting sites, Bob. Not one of them put, you couldn't put a bet on Dreisettle. You could put a bet on McDavid and Panarin and Pasternak. But that's how little people thought of his uh, MVP chances. And then when McDavid went out for those six games and Dreisettle was three-star and three of the wins um it changed everything it changed the narrative 
and the narrative is is a huge part of any player winning this award. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, it was incredible to watch as the season went on, but the fact of the matter was Leon got off to such a great start uh, that he really was on the radar screen from October on. It was one of those scenarios, and, and I, and I got to tell you, and maybe I'm jaundiced a bit, and maybe I'm not being realistic, but, I mean, he was one of 250 goal scorers last year, one of four 100-point guys, David. Yeah. Like to me, he kind of was on the radar screen a bit. What were the odds again? Did you did you well, say he wasn't even listed, Bob? There were no odds for Drysaddle because no one was willing to bet on him at that point. So <laughs> you couldn't. He wasn't in. Like they listed ten players. They, they tended to list about ten players that you could place a bet on. Drysaddle wasn't on the list with a month to go in the season. So yeah, there were there were like zero. I guess is the odds because you couldn't make a bet on the guy. Well, it's been an incredible. Yeah, I, I, do we use the word transformation in terms of how far Leon has come out as a player? Well, I mean, I think the interesting thing was those six games. It, it, you know, if Connor hadn't missed those games, Bob, do you think that Leon would be in the running right now? Let's say Connor had played those games and hadn't played well, and Drysaddle had played the same. I think just it needed McDavid to be out of the lineup. You nailed it. You nailed it. You nailed and it. 100%. So, he had to be seen as the driver of his own line, even though he'd been driving the dynamite line with Yamamoto and Eugene Hopkins for two months. He needed to be seen as the driver. He needed to be seen the, the driver of a team struggling to make the playoffs and being the key guy on that team, just like Taylor Hall was for New Jersey in 2017-18. And that changed everything. In six games, the whole narrative changed for Leon Dreisaitl, and he went from being not in the running at all to being the top guy in the running. It's kind of amazing how that happened. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, and I just, I, I I can remember all the games. I mean, David missed the game against Chicago. Edmonton won at home 5-3. Leon was on it. I think he had four points in that game. Uh, then we went to Tampa Bay, and the, the Oilers, they had one line going. That was it. Like, they didn't, that was the game that Cassian got suspended as well. So they started running out of some bodies. Then they go to uh, Florida and uh, Carolina back-to-back afternoon games. Uh, my man Rob Kinsey from Canadian Power Pack met Jack and me down in uh, uh, Fort Lauderdale. We had, a, we had a great time together, and then we watched the Oilers, and, and they kind of took it to Florida. Edmonton's had a lot of success, but a 4-1 victory over the Panthers. And uh, the Panthers had Barkov, who's every bit as you know dominant of a type of center as Drysaddle is. Then the next game against Carolina, like Carolina, David can really skate. Edmonton found a way to get a win there, and Drysaddle played virtually the entire overtime period, set up Archibald for the GWG. We came back and uh, got Boston at home. Like Boston, it's a good team. The Oilers had thirty-three million dollars out of the lineup, David, for that game. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they, they had McDavid out. They had, I think Clefbaum might have been out as well for that game. again. Like, they had a bunch, six regulars were out. Of, James Neal was out of the lineup. Like, they had a bunch of guys out. And then the final game was against Minnesota, and Drysettle was brilliant. And anyways, during the course of those six games, I talked to players from four different teams, and they all said the same thing. Right now, this guy's the best player in the world. Like, all four, like, you know, there's a total of six guys total, but, you know, players from four teams, and they all said, I said, what do you think of Dreisup? He's the best player in the world. He's the best player in the league right now. It's crazy. It's kind of amazing, because I bet you you, like, for me and you, I bet you when I saw Dreisup in the 2017 playoffs against Anaheim, I realized then, like, you know, he drives his own line. He's capable of doing that. He's a top line center in the playoffs he, he like he's got everything you want as a player so from that moment on i've been convinced about leon dry no questions at all but for everyone else 
that didn't happen for a lot of people uh, who maybe didn't watch that series as closely as we did. And even for some Oilers fans, that, that they weren't as impressed by that moment as some of us were. But to me, he's been that guy since that moment. And he certainly came to the forefront again. I, I think of a guy like Darcy McLeod, who's known as Wood Guy on Twitter. Darcy's a smart guy, okay? Yep. And he knows numbers. And he's like... Super smart. And he's like, oh, the orders, you know... He was one of those guys that was criticizing the contract at that time. Oh, they paid too much. They needed to do it earlier. And, of course, ironically, we just had Brian Lawton on, David, because Octagon, uh, Leon's agent, retired. And so Mike Liute took over the account, and that delayed the contract extension for Dreisaitl. And lo and behold, he puts off a 16-point run in three playoff games. So there you go. I mean, it was just one of those crazy uh, situations where, you know, you're sitting there thinking back at it, looking at like, Eight point five million now. You think you'd take that when the Maple Leafs are basically got three guys between ten point eight and eleven point six million bucks? I think you'll take that all day, wouldn't you? Yeah, and we all wish, you know, like the Wood guy, I wish that Drysaddle had signed point for seven point five million a year. Like everyone wishes that as an Oiler fan, but sometimes not to be. And in the end, I was okay with that contract because I really believed that Leon Drysaddle was a top line center in the playoffs at the crunch time for the Oilers. And I think we're going to see that again, which is why I'm so excited right now about what's coming up in the next in August. All right, Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, their defense is going to. I mean, we're not sure what's going on with Corey Crawford. Uh, they've had a couple injuries on the back end. They can score. They tend to score off the rush. They're not the strongest cycle team in the world, and they're a poor defensive team against the cycle. They don't have guys capable of uh, being able to stop the cycle on the back end. They don't have a lot of heavy bodies back there. Give me your take on what the Oilers are going to face with the Blackhawks' defense. Well, one of the sharpest uh, analytics guys in hockey is Mike Kelly with the NHL Network brilliant guy and uh, really knows and understands which stats make sense and in his analysis of the nhl this year the single the team that gave up the most dangerous grade a chances of any team uh was the chicago blackhawks and he said the only thing keeping them in, in games was was robin laner and Corey crawford their two goalies and now laner's been traded and crawford will we'll see what if, if he even plays i think he will but we'll see so he, he was predicting that the, the Blackhawks are just in a world of, of trouble. And when I heard him say that, Bob, I got nervous because, uh, you know, the Oilers, every, every game where we expect them to win against a weaker team with a backup goalie, they, they tend to not do so well. But nonetheless, Kelly's analysis, I think, is bang on. Chicago's defense, it, it reminded me when he was talking about how weak and unable to stop the cycle Chicago's defense is. It reminded me of the Oilers from 2009 to 2015, the defense we had then. So not good for the Blackhawks, not a reason to hope, but still a very dangerous team, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. David, how do people follow you? Uh, just the Call to Hockey blog. We're right in there every single day. Awesome stuff. Thanks a lot, David. Thanks, Bob. You bet. 120 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer. Brendan S. Scott with you on uh, Oilers Now, and we are going to head at this time into the Oilers Now Injury Report, brought to you by James H. Brown, injury lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown was a all-star safety for the Edmonton Football Club. 
won a Grey Cup for the Edmonton Football Club in 1993. Great player at the U of A. And uh, back in the 630 Chad Studios, here's Brendan Escott with an update. Sherwood Park product and Flyers goaltender Carter Hart injured in yesterday's scrimmage. Uh, head coach Elaine Vigneault says it's not serious despite Hart's absence at this morning's skate. Also, Bruins goaltender Tuka Rask has a broken finger. He's not expected to miss any time there. Now, the latest word out of Boston, I finally found some clarity. I don't know why I couldn't previously this week. But David Pasternak will not practice with the team until they're inside the bubble in Toronto. He has been quarantined after coming in contact with somebody who had COVID, although Pasternak himself has tested negative. Penn's captain Sidney Crosby left uh, Saturday's scrimmage early, has not skated with the team since. He was on the ice this morning, however. Jonathan Taves was not on with the Blackhawks. He was deemed unfit to practice, and that means he's either sick or injured. There you go. Well, it's going to be intriguing to see what happens here over the course of the next uh, 10 days or so. It's 121 in Edmonton. Again, the Edmonton Oilers are going to have a scrimmage tonight, downtown Community Arena. That is closed. Uh, and then they're going to have the uh, Colby Cave Benefit scrimmage that's going to take place. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Saturday, we'll have a little bit more from Brennan's. I'll have a little bit more information for you. Uh, coming back out a little break, uh, it is 122 at Edmonton. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 124 at Edmonton. Here's the schedule for uh, the Oilers. Again, tonight, uh, the team has a scrimmage at Downtown Community Arena. They practice tomorrow at 11. Friday is an off day. And then uh, Saturday, I believe at 1 o'clock, there is an event in back of the 630 Jet Studios. Here's Brendan Escott. Yeah, it is the Colby Cave Memorial Fund scrimmage. Uh, the Oilers holding the game. It's going to be obviously split into two squads. Everybody, though, will be wearing number 12. It will be a full uh, scrimmage with three 20-minute periods. But the idea of everybody wearing the number 12 sweater is that they'll later be auctioned off at edmontonoilers.com with proceeds going to the Colby Cave Memorial Fund. Uh, and just as a refresher of what that um, actually goes towards, uh, pro- proceeds from the fund go toward uh, community programs with an emphasis on mental health initiatives and providing access to sports for underprivileged children. All right, great stuff. Again, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063 on our Ashley Fine uh, Floors text line. We'll get to a couple texts momentarily. Uh, before, though, I tell you that cars cost less in Wetaska, and we've known that for years Brentridge Ford in Wetaskiwin, known for outstanding customer service. A nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They'll provide you with outstanding service at the time of a purchase, and they'll continue that standard of service after the sale as well. So let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brentridge Ford. Those are the guys that are Oilers fans. There's actually a couple partners there that are uh, Flames fans, but, you know, it's funny how Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny... At Brent Ridge Ford, they're the ones that get the mention because they're Oilers fans. Uh, Brent Ridge Ford lends a hand. You can call them at one 477 3673 or go online at brentridge.com. And again, you can text us, uh, 780-496-0063. Um, 
Bob, what's Leon's plus minus going to be in the playoffs? Negatives are team costly. Well, Leon Dreisaitl went minus 24 in the month of December. He played most of that time with Connor McDavid. He had 14 points in 14 games. Uh, Mike Smith would be the first to tell you he needed to play better. I think he had an 828 save percentage uh, during that month. Uh, Bob, is the Oilers scrimmage on a live uh, Oilers TV today? If it isn't, it should be. I need to see Broberg play from Mark and St. Albert. I don't know about today. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, we'll wait and see. Bob, did the league ever decide what they're going to do about the Calgary-Edmonton trade with Neil and Lucic? Well, I think, and I don't know if this got addressed by Ken Holland uh, today, but I think what's going to happen is that the basically the Oilers and the Flames are supposed to work it out. And if they can't work it out, then the league steps in. Uh, that is how I think it's going to take place. Um, again, I don't see, I mean, the bottom line here is James Neal didn't, uh, there wasn't enough separation to meet the parameters for the Flames getting a third-round pick, but it was close. And then we had the pause. Like, do you give up a fourth or fifth-round pick? Maybe not this year, but next year? Is that fair? I don't know. You tell me. Like, what would be a – actually, that's a, that's, a, that's a good idea. we got a lot of really smart people out there. Texas on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. So since the conditions of the deal were not met to warrant the third-round pick, but they might have been if we'd played a complete season. They also might not have been. Uh, what was it, 21 goals for Neal or a 10-plus goal separation between Neal and Lucic? What would be a fair resolution for both franchises? So as it stands, it was supposed to be a third-round pick, and those conditions were not met. But they were close, and we had the pandemic. So what would be fair? And keep in mind, the Oilers do not have a fourth-round pick this year that has gone to Detroit in the Mike Green trade. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with uh, John Shannon when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.